here, man. It just feels good to be in the house of the Lord. I'm excited. I'm pumped, man. Let's do this. I, this is one of my favorite parts of the, of the service. I love what God's doing in our church. I love worship. And, man, I tell you, we got an incredible worship team. Can we let that, that worship team know? These guys are bad, dude. They're awesome. They're awesome. Thank you guys for what you do. I love getting in the Word. Praise the Lord. So if you got your Bible, hold it up. If you got your app, get ready to turn to it. So whatever it is, take it and go to Luke chapter 8. <clears throat> Luke chapter 8. Amen. I'm still fighting all this junk in my head, so just keep praying for your pastor. Amen. And uh, so uh, somebody like, you've had junk in your head for a long time. Amen. My wife just said that almost out loud. <clears throat> I read her mind. But uh, I can actually say this now. I've said it, uh, you know, when we go to the book of Luke, I've, I've thrown out the terminology, Luke. I am your father. I can relate to that now for the first time. As a 41-year-old man, I finally watched the Star Wars. I ain't watched the trilogy yet, but I know some of y'all fans almost left the church when they heard I hadn't watched it. Man, they almost left the church. I almost had a church split over that, man. Can you believe that? Couldn't believe this, this pastor has not watched, uh, haven't watched the Star Wars trilogy. So y'all pray for me. I'm getting there, man. I got two of them down. I'll watch the rest of them sometime down the road. So, uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good stuff. But uh, I would much rather learn about this Luke than that Luke. So Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18, it's just three verses. And uh, we'll read them, and then uh, we'll talk about it. It says this, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Ooh, man, that's pretty, pretty deep. Let's pray about it. Father, I just thank you today for your word. God, I pray that our hearts to be open today to receive it to gather information and knowledge from it, but more than that, revelation, God, and truth, God, in ways that we can look at our life and apply this scripture and as a result be different because of it. God, I thank you for each person that's here. God, I thank you that inside of them there is light that needs to be shining for you, God, and I give you thanks for that right now, that what today's word is going to do in them is going to challenge them to shine brighter than ever. And I just thank you for that right now. I give you praise for it, God, and we just lift you up. And right now, God, we just want to take a moment together as a church to just pray for all the families today who are reliving in their minds maybe what happened 10 years ago through 9-11. I just pray, God, that we as a church would just, uh, just lift them up right now. We pray for comfort for them. We pray for peace during this time. We pray, God, as they reflect and have memories, God, of, of those they may have lost, God, I pray there will be joyful times and memories where they can think about those things. And I thank you for all those who protect and who serve. God, we need those, God, and we thank you for those who did it here who do it there, God, and we just give you thanks for them. Lord, pray that you'll just surround them. God, as they protect us, we pray a hand of protection around them. Watch over them, God. Surround them with your grace, with your love, God, and your protection. Now, God, I thank you once again for each person that's here. You set them up. You brought them into this place. Now, God, speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Whew, man. I um, Before we get into the scripture too much, I just want to take a moment and just, just say something about about the 9-11 situation, uh, just a few of the things that as, I've, as, 
I guess for me, uh, some of the things I feel like maybe I've learned from it that I feel like we need to remember from this and take away. Uh, I know there are some churches and organizations that are that are taking, you know, contributing the whole service to that, and that's that's cool if they choose to do that. And, uh, um, I want to get into the word today, but I do want to talk about that just for a moment and just reflect and just some of the things for me that I feel like the you know I. I, I've learned and I hope our nation has learned or will continue to learn from that incident. Um, and I, I will encourage you to do this and just keep lifting those families up. Keep, keep, keep praying for those guys. It's got to be tough. Anytime loss is there, it's tough. So lift those people up and, and, and just, just you know, pray for, for protection over those guys. And for those who serve, we got in our church, we got police officers and, and EMS workers and firefighters and stuff like that. Let's pray for all those who protect and serve and, and do that. So I encourage you for that. Just if you would, just pray for those. That's one of the things that a situation like this will do. It will, it will cause us to just bring to light the the what is what is given. Uh, we know Memorial Day will do this, and and different Veterans Day will help bring remembrance to those things. But let us use that for for this to pray for those folks and do it daily. I'd encourage you to lift that up, put that on your prayer list, and and pray for all those who protect and serve. Uh, one of the things I felt like this this showed us was that that as a nation we're not bulletproof. I think sometimes we uh, in in America we we think the world revolves around us. And we think that everything, we're the epicenter, we're, we're it, we're what it's all about, and everything revolves around this nation. And, and I'm so thankful for the God of this nation, but God's so much bigger than just this nation. He's so huge, he's so massive, and, and he's doing great things around the world. But sometimes we look, and I think we can feel like we're bulletproof, and, and uh, I, I believe this showed us that we can be hurt. I mean, we're, we, we can't, we're, we're human. I, I, I hope that we'll take from this that, that we'll see. And sometimes we get the mindset, uh, young people, as, as, as you go through life, you'll have a tendency to do this because I did. Uh, you go through this stage of life where you think you're invincible. Amen. Some of your parents know what I'm talking about right now. You say, my kid's in that. Raise your hand. If don't raise your hand if they're in that. Some, uh, <clears throat> I saw that. I saw that. But, uh, I mean, just, but just sometimes, again, you know, you, you think that and just we're not. We're so human, man. The, we, we, and so we got to see that this thing's bigger than us. There's eternal things at work. And, and you know, uh, we don't walk in fear because of that. We don't fear those who can take this body. We, we, we put our fear in awe and in God who can, who can do other things. So we look at that. But we can be hurt. Um, I, I pray that we'll, through this, learn that we need to turn to God. He needs to be our focus um, we saw this, and um, it's sad. Maybe this will be a revival in that. But we saw this when this took place in 9-11. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was God, 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 God everywhere. I mean, the media, the people who never talked about God was saying, we're praying, and reporters looking at the cameras, who, who I hope they, they were really doing what they were saying, but were saying, we need to pray, and we need to, we need to join together, and we need to unite, and, and we need to be the United States of America. And we do, and that's so true. But we need to keep our focus in that place. I, um, there was a restaurant, who, and a lot, of, a lot of places were doing this. We're putting signs up about, man, God bless America. Let's pray for this nation. And, and one of the uh, restaurants that I would drive by often had God bless America up right after this took place. And, and it, was, it was in lights, and it was shining bright. And, and I was, that was just so cool to see restaurants and businesses and organizations finally doing this. But just a matter of a week or so, you know how some of those little plastic letters will fall off of signs or whatever? The B had fallen off of God Bless America. <clears throat> and it said Godless America. 
And it seemed like that became the case very quickly for us. This God that we turned to so fast and, and put our focus on so quick and was going to gain our strength from, it just seemed like so quickly that we just went back to this godless nation again. And, and, and I hope that more than ever before we'll see and realize how much we need him. Come on, hey man, help me. How much we need him, how much we need the Holy Spirit. And, and the last thing for me and I'll, 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 that I'll say about this and we'll move on, but for me it showed me that how quickly time goes by. I mean, can you believe we're, we're looking back and remembering something that happened now a decade? Who remembers where they were at in that moment? I mean, you know, if a, I mean, look around the room. I mean, some of you remember exactly where you was at. I received a call from, from my dad and said, turn on the television. Man, we need to be praying. And I, I turned it on. I just, just sat there and I was like, man, just, you know, it's just kind of in awe, freaking you out. I was like, man, what am I looking at? What am I seeing? I can't believe this is happening and this is going down right in front of our eyes. I can't believe this bulletproof America is, is getting hit this way. And, uh, and, and it's a very difficult thing. But it has shown me that time flies by so fast. Man, I, I hope that through this <clears throat> we'll see that um, we need to be truly seizing the moments. I'm gonna, and I'm going to pause when I say that. And it's not just a dramatic pause, but it's truly seizing the moments because it goes by. Life, the Bible says it's like a vapor for us. And it'll be here today and to be gone tomorrow. And so many times we put our focus on things that aren't eternal, that don't matter, that will one day burn up and be gone. But we need to focus on what matters. And so I just encourage you today, just take this. And, and I ain't trying to put you in a somber, solemn mood, but just to truly just reflect and seize these moments. And sometimes we say, you know, I'm going to seize this moment by going out and doing my thing. No, I mean, we need to be seizing these moments by serving Jesus. We need to be seizing these moments by shining the light that we're going to talk about today, by setting the example and letting the Holy Spirit be at work in us. And that's what we do. So I just encourage you to do that. But do lift all those folks up in prayer. Amen? Uh, lift all those people up in prayer. Again, I know it's a difficult time. We're separated far from that, and we're another part of the, of the, of the United States. And so sometimes it doesn't hit us as hard. You know, I don't know if you've watched any of the videos and the specials this week on that. It'll, it'll, it'll get you, it'll put you in that place that's very difficult. So, but just lift those folks up if you would. I'd appreciate that. So, um, as we do that, I just want to transition now as we begin to talk about the parable today. The, the Holy Spirit just kind of directed me to. We're, again, we're in this series. If you're first time here, we're doing a series on the parables of Jesus. And we're looking at the words that Jesus spoke to us. Now, first of all, I mean, there's, there's parables throughout the scriptures, but we're looking at the ones precisely that Jesus spoke. So remember, when we speak, what we read, we look at these stories. These are red letter, if you know what that means. These are the words of Christ. So I believe we should take them very seriously. I believe we should look at them, open our hearts up to them, and really apply these words to our lives. So again, we need to just focus on these things. That's what we're doing. Um, we're doing this. We're taking this and looking at the fact that this is a small story, but it has a big idea. Amen? There's a, there's a lot more to this than sometimes than what we see. So there's this small little short story. Jesus spoke this, this parable in three short verses of the scripture. But he is trying to say so much in this. And so one of the things I'm trying to do, and I'm asking the Lord to help me do, is in these parables, I'm wanting to do this. I'm not wanting to in any way 
uh, say anything that's not true. I'm not trying to add to it. So today, I'm just going to share the scriptures. I, as I went into sometimes preparation and, 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 and putting together a sermon uh, you know, for the message, I, I sometimes I have to look at this. Well, how long is this going to take? So I know we can only have this amount of time, and we can only work together through this, and then we have to go, and people have children, and they got lives. And so sometimes I look at that and try to put a time frame around that. When, I'm, when I've been preparing these messages, I haven't been putting a time concept in this whatsoever. I've been looking at the scripture. Want to read what it says. And so uh, some of these messages may be 10 minutes, some of them may be 30 minutes, maybe 40. I don't, I don't know, but we're going to look at the scripture and let it speak for itself. Amen? And let it just be the word to us. So uh, I don't want to say anything that it doesn't say, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to miss anything that it does say. I don't want us to miss anything that may be in this scripture that the Lord is speaking to us. So in this, these are the parables that Jesus spoke. Right after this, and you'll find this in Matthew and Mark as well, in these parables, this parable took place after a very, you know, a well-known parable that we know today most of us have heard about. It's the parable of the sower. So uh, if you're familiar with that, we'll break that down one day through this series. But basically, in this, in this parable of the sower, it's talking about the word, the seed of God that goes forth and gets in soil. And, in, and as a result, what happens with that word will depend upon the soil. Depend upon what kind of uh, shape it's in and how it's prepared to do that. And so in each of the uh, Gospels, this parable that we're going to look at today immediately follows this. And so I think it's very important <clears throat> that we look at this because of this. Because what happens after this word gets in our life is very important. Uh, I think sometimes we, we think that we, uh, we believe salvation is we come to Christ and then we just one day die, go to heaven. And, but there's so much more to this. There's this thing that we do in the middle. And I, I want us today to talk about this. So today, this parable is about light. All right? It's about light. And so there's a couple of connections I want us to point to and look at this. And again, I just want the word to speak for itself today. But in the word, I believe there's a couple of things that we need to see is this. In John 8, 12... Let's look at light for just a moment. Let's look at what light is, what it represents, what it's speaking of and referring to. And I believe the Lord's going to just bring some things to light for you today. Amen. Pun intended. And so verse 12, it says, Then Jesus, in John 8, 12, it said, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying that I am the light of the world. Amen. I mean, that... As we talked about 9-11, those dark moments, those dark times, I mean, he is the light of the world. Because of sin, because of each of us in this room, because of our, our sin, because of what we did, because of our shame, God had to take upon himself the iniquity of the world. Jesus had to take on all sin for us and become that and get on a cross and be the ultimate sacrifice for us. Jesus is this for us. Jesus is the light of the world. Man, that's so cool to think about this dark sin that forever each of us in this room, without that light of Christ in our life, each of us will suffer in darkness forever. I mean, we talked about this Wednesday night, and sometimes we just begin to sometimes just forget about the severity of, 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 of existence without Jesus. Not just on this earth. I, I don't want to live one day here without him. I can't. I don't want to walk in this, on this earth, living my life, doing my thing in any way without Jesus. We need him every day. But think about eternity separated from Christ. 
wow, it's tough and that's heavy duty, but think about this. And so that's why Jesus said this. He said that I am the light of the world. Oh, man, and I love the next part. Jesus said, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. All right, so just for a second, let, let's look at this for a moment. So this God, this Jesus who stepped out of heaven, who came to this earth, who is light, now says this. He says that I am the light of the world, and if you follow me, you don't walk in darkness. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool, man. And I tell you, you can sometimes get in these dark places and darkness will come to you, but you don't have to walk in that. You don't have to live your life in that way. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And so we get this word in us, and it's just amazing what happens. And then he says this, but, but we don't walk in this darkness, but we have the light of life. So this big, bright light God does this for us. He gives us the light of life. I mean, do you, do you seriously think about that for just a second? I mean, we see this and how much we need him, how much our life is jacked up without him and how dark it is without the light of God. This big light God who comes in this bright, I mean, just, I mean, we couldn't even in any way in our minds comprehend that. In the Old Testament, when they would spend time with God, literally Moses come down off of a tabernacle glowing, man. They couldn't even look at him. He had to put a veil over his face because the brightness of God. He was that light. He was that representation of God on the earth. He was speaking as the voice of God. And today Jesus says this. He is this light. And then he says this. I have given you the light of life. You have it. So if you're a Christian today, this is what's awesome. This is what's encouraging today. If you're in this room, a believer in Jesus, and he is inside of you today, you are light. Now, now I know some ministers have taken that and kind of made it some things and made us gods and this and that, whatever. But we are a representation of Jesus Christ on the earth today. He left, he went to heaven, and he says that we are this. Let's look at the scripture for a moment in Matthew 5. He tells us in 13 through 16, <clears throat> he said that you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? So if we're not doing our part to season this, I mean, how, how can this, this earth really be effective? He said, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. Look at your neighbor and say, you're the light of the world. Somebody's like, man, don't give me any more pressure. Don't put anything else on me. I can't even get my kids to school on time. I'm saying, I can't even get myself to work on time. Don't tell me I'm the light. Don't, I, I can't even just deal with the issues right now. I don't need to hear that. But when you hear this, that he's the light, giving us the light, and then he says this, that we are this. Now, this is what we got to do. This is how this works, and I love the scripture. It takes so much pressure off of us when we realize he's the light. He, it, it just does, man. So every, the deeper we get in him, the more this relationship gets cultivated with the Holy Spirit and Jesus becomes real in us, the brighter we begin to shine for him. He said, you are the light of the world. I, and in verse 14 says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. That, is that not a trip? Now he says this. He says, nor do they light a lamp 
and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all those who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, now, light is, is a trip, man. I, and I, I think we, we sometimes, the older we get, we become more sophisticated and we become cooler and, and we realize that, you know, hey, we, we don't really have to act like that or do that or be in that way. But you take a kid and give him just a flashlight. So, I mean, you, man, you, I, Caleb got him a flashlight one time. And I just, I mean, just a flashlight, dude. I mean, you get a flashlight and they looking for dark places. Other day, and he, up underneath the covers. I mean, you pull the covers up underneath just so you can go in and get in a closet, getting anywhere underneath the bed and just shining a light. And then, man, it's just so much fun. Go camping, man. Play, play light freeze tag. You ever done that? I mean, that is just so, until I was a youth pastor for a long time. But just, I mean, so much fun. Just, will you give a kid that? But when, why is it now that when we get old, you don't see no bunch of adults running around no flashlights? <laughs> How goofy would that look? Seriously, you come, running around, man, I got you, you know, freestyle. But just, it makes no sense. But, but I think we take our minds sometimes in the natural and we take this over and we begin to apply this to our lives spiritually. So much, and we, that's what we have to understand, the separation of the two. So many people try to live in the, in, in the natural when God's called them to live in the spirit, but take those principles that you had. That's why faith, is, the Bible says, is to be like a child. That's the kind of faith we're supposed to have. Like a little child, we're supposed to have that type of faith. I just, we was talking about Kai the other day and, and, and one of the, the little guys in our church and one of the young men who had a request and they prayed for him and, and they just, I mean, it was cool. We believed for him and then somebody else tried to pray for him. I mean, I mean I, I'm cool with that. Y'all pray for me all the time, anytime. Just, I, I'll take it. But Kai was good. He said, hold up. No, they've already prayed. I love that, man. That's so cool. He prayed and he just believed that that prayer did the work and I'm good. I mean, so I, I'm okay with that. We just celebrate in that. But why don't we do this as we get older? Why do we, where do we lose this? Man, sometimes just like the faith, like a child, man, just running around with your light on, letting that thing just shine. But we sometimes, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, I've said this before, we got to take new converts and we got to get them right when we can get them. We got to get them and we got to, before the, before the church can mess them up. Amen. Before the world can get hold of them, the church, I mean, and tell, you get a new believer man who understands how dark and screwed up their life was and how jacked up and that they were headed to this place called hell. They find Jesus. Man, they were going around telling everybody they're letting that light shine. They ain't hiding that thing. They're putting this on the stand and they're running around. And then they begin to run around and go through church and they look around and nobody else is doing that. Come on. Oh, don't, don't shout me down now. Come on, that's true. I mean, just seriously, think about it for a moment. You get a new believer and they want to tell people they're excited, man. This life change has happened for them. But sometimes we go through life, we forget how dark we used to be. I'm not one of those who dwells in sin and focuses on those things. But sometimes we got to remember what God brought us from. We got to remember what he's taken us <clears throat> into. We have to see that. I mean, without him, we are nothing. And he says in the scripture, we have to take this and let this light shine. Let's look at our text today in the Message Bible real quick. If you have that translation, you can follow along. If not, it's on the screen. Just look for just a moment at the text, at the scriptures that are in here. Um, 
Let me give you a, can you add 15 to that? Is that possible? Put it on the screen if I've got that. I love putting my guys out there. But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on to it no matter what sticking with it until there's a harvest. Now listen, that's, again, that's that parable of the sower. We get this word into us and we let this thing stick in our hearts and stay with us until the end. Then he goes on and he starts speaking and he says these words to them in verse 16. He said, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a wash tub or shoves it underneath the bed. No, you set it on a lampstand so that those who enter the room can see their way. We're not keeping secrets. We're telling them. We're not hiding things. We're bringing everything out into the open. Verse 18. So be careful that you don't become misers of what you hear. I heard that word the other day. Somebody said, use miser. I hadn't heard that in a long time. Somebody used that. That means you just store it up. You just keep it for yourself. Generosity begets generosity. Stinginess impoverishes. Now, just, just for a moment, he, he says this to us. He says, we are this light. He's given it to us. We are to take this light that has been put in our eyes, and then we take this. We set it up on the stand. Now, again, I, I, I don't want to add anything to this stuff or take anything away from it. It's just a simple truth. And I guess sometimes the question is, why don't we do that? Some of us don't do this because this is a situation, and I've heard this, Boy, you don't know where I work. Mm. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm, I, ain't, I tell you right now, that you should work with some of the people I work with. These jokers are messed up. They are jacked up. You ain't got to live in my house. Come on. I've heard this stuff, man. Some of, oh, man, my house is so messed up. Some of you guys, man, my school is so jacked up. Man, it's so, I'm the only Christian in my school. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Dude, everywhere you go, young people, you got ministry opportunity. If you're the only one, man, you got it everywhere. If you are working in that place with all them heathens, None of us are in that. We ain't there. We don't do that. We're, we're spiritual. Amen. Glory to God. We raise our hands while we worship and praise. Amen. But, no, what, but for a moment, just stay for a second. If that's where you work, glory to God in the highest, man. Peace on earth, man. Goodwill toward me. You have the light of God. I believe this. I believe God set you up right in the middle. He put you on a lampstand right in that jacked up world that we live in so you can shine so bright for him. Because here's the deal. Your light shines brightest in darkness. Now, I'm going to bring you out. I'm always telling all my stuff about what happens in my home, man. You ever seen anything like this? This little jugger right here is... My wife's little friend. <laughs> when I say say hello to my little friend, I got something else that I, I carry around in my truck and take care of business things with. But this is her little buddy. <laughs> this little joker right here sits right beside our bed on my wife's side every day. <laughs> now, uh, little things are, it's little things are cool. I, I, I like it. It's a, it's a trip. But when you take this little deal, you wind it up, high tech, and you, you, you light this bad boy up, and you can hit your button, and that thing turns on right there. 
Don't y'all love modern technology? That kind of stuff amazes me, man. Printers still amaze me. I'm serious, man. I still, I still trip out of faxes. Dude, that's deep, man. This paper is going in here, and all of a sudden it's cut. I get amazed by that. So some stuff just amazes me. It just, I'm, I, just, I guess I'm easily amused. But this right here is cool. I mean, you take this thing, and you turn it on, and th- that ain't doing much in all this brightness right now. You ain't seeing that. But if you got little ones, hold on to them real close. I want, I want you guys to turn off the lights for just a second. I'm trying not to fall off stage and kill myself in this. Y'all pray for me. Now, that's doing some good now. I, that's helping me now. Not much. I might still kill myself here. Y'all pray for a brother. Y'all pray for a brother. But hold on. This is what I need to do. Hold on. It's getting weak. Keep winding it up. Now, that right there is awesome. Now, when we've had that, we've had, you know, we don't get many of them in the south, but when we get those storms and that power does go out and there is a moment of darkness, you need this. I mean, it may not seem like much and, and it's a lot like our life sometimes. The longer it sits here, the darker it gets if we don't stay connected. Oh, man, that's good. If, 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 we don't, if we don't stay connected, if we don't continue to let the Holy Spirit just, just turn us and, and change us and use us, that thing will begin to dull and it will begin to go dim and begin, eventually go out. And, and, and I, I, again, I, that's why we encourage so much this relationship with this God and staying in his word. This, the, the word of God, the Bible says, is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. So as we get into the word of God, this bad boy just begins to bring truth to us. Some of you are in darkness today, man, just begin to get into his word. Just begin to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Spend time talking to him. Let this light be just so bright for you. And, and let the word of God just lead you. And that right there is cool to me. That's cool. I'm, I, I think that's awesome. And, but I, I'm a so much more advanced than my wife in technology. I've come such a, a, a long ways uh, in, in, in my preparation of, 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 of walking life. Now, I'm, let me show you all my new toy. This is, hold on. Hold on. Now, this right here is awesome. This right here is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, some of the people saw the redneck pastor yesterday. I broke out my shotgun and went to work on some geese. Uh, yes, I'm just, it's just showing the love. But look at this right now. Hold on. Now, I'm not, I might start preaching like this. I can see, this is what's a trip for me. This is my new tool. Now, I tell you, I need this. When I'm going through the woods, and and, and it happened two or three years ago, I was going through the woods, didn't have this on. A lamp, I mean, a limb from a tree came back and hit me in the eye and about took my eye. It was rough. It was an ugly day. But if I had this on, man, had my my light on, I'd been all right. I'd have seen that coming. But today... This right here, and see, now y'all laughing because this looks stupid. <laughs> now, if Caleb would have come running through here, my six-year-old, I mean, he that little joker bitch, y'all be like, oh, that's cute. He got him a little on his head. <laughs> oh, can't he cute? Oh, look at him. He looks like he's, he's so cute. Now, hold on. But for us, as we get older, this, this is, looks dumb, man. But this is the truth, though, man. It's in the darkest moments of light that this light can shine the brightest. 
If the lights were on right now and I'm shining this and I'm looking around this room, I, it's going to make no difference in your life. Zero. This will make no difference in your life if you all good and everything. And that's when we got to understand how much we need God and we need his word and we need the spirit of God working in us. We need him in this way when we don't have this operating in us. And so today, I want you to do this. If you have your phone, and just, just pull it out for just a second, just, just, just for a second, plug it in. Just turn it on. Hit your button just for a second. I'll give you a minute to get to it. Your iPod, your phone, whatever your high-tech rednecks got, you know. <clears throat> Glory to God in the house. Somebody got them with a <clears throat> flashlight app on their, their iPod. I saw that. <clears throat> Look around the room for just a second. Look around the room for just a second. Just, just for one moment, think about this for a second. Y'all lighting up the room right now. I don't even need this mess right here. This is what Holy Spirit's called, called me to do. He's called me to equip you. The Bible says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. So what I do is I, I bring my light in here. I pour it on. I pour it into you guys. And then you take your light and you go out and you light your world. You go out and you shine your light. Because here's the deal. I mean, they need what you have. And if it's dark right now, if your situation looks messed up, and if it's real, this is the opportunity more than ever for the light of Christ to shine in your life. This is the opportunity more than ever. If your home is, is a wreck right now, you as the believer, this is the opportunity for the light of God to shine so bright. If your school is as bad as you say it is, young people, this is the opportunity, and this is the year that God can use you to step into your hallway, be a light to a world that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus. If your workplace is as bad as what you say, now more than ever, God can use you to turn it around. And this is all he said to do, a simple truth. The light that you have, turn it on, man. Amen. Set it on a lampstand. Set this thing out so those people can see it. They need it. And I don't know why, man. I, I don't know. Again, we just look at this natural mindset, this Western world that we live in so many times. We turn that thing off. We turn it off. I, I don't know if it's because we think we can, we don't have what it takes or whatever. I, that's when I have to understand more than ever, he's the light. Right. He's it. And he's called you to be the light to others. If you're in this room today, and, and guys, you can just bring the lights back up. You realize how goofy I look now, the thing on my head. She said, please take it off. Just the end lies. Turn the, this house back off, guys. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. This is the thing that he says for us to do. And, and, and this is, I, I don't know, I guess the, 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 the take home. I and mean, first of all, we understand that he's light. He's called us to be that light. And then to go do this. But he actually is challenging us to do something with the light that's been put in us. Right. He says it, it, it is literally, it goes back to the, what we do with that, how we steward that light, how we, we, we harvest, share that and use that. It depends upon the harvest that we get back. It depends on what happens through us. And so it's just each of us shining this, sharing our light, being a bright just to our world. Because here's the deal, man. All throughout, 
I mean, everywhere we look, man, there are people. Right now, if I ask the question, you know somebody who's unsaved? Some people be like, man, who's he want to use? You. I don't live where you live. I don't work where you work. I don't, I don't go to school. And I'm so thankful, man, this church is getting this, and you guys are walking this thing out. I get pumped about this. I love it. I love it. I hear messages. We, Becky, we're so glad she's back. And Becky was a trip, man. Becky was going back into surgery, and her heart was being getting ready to be opened up, her chest cavity torn up, sewn open, dude. What in the world? That just blows my mind. And she's saying, PT, PT, you got any just invite cards on you? Give one to this nurse. I've been telling her about the church. I'm like, dude, getting ready to, I don't know if that's a medicine. Was that a medicine doing that to you? No, no. If you know Becky, she's always, that's just how she is. No, no. I, I thank you for saying that. It's just going to drive home my point, my message, because that's where I was going with that, because I love it. I love it. She said, you got one? I said, no, I don't. But this is what was cool, and I love it. And it illustrates the message of where we're going as a church. Laura, her daughter, says, I got one. That's right. I, she said, I got one. And she took one out, and she gave that to her. And I said this, and it just, it just drives the point of the Scripture, and it's where God's taking us, and our mindset's changing. We have a, a, a different mindset in the South about what church is and who's the minister and who's not. I mean, but we're breaking that now. And I told her, I said, Ephesians 4 says this, my job is to equip you for the work of the ministry. I did a good job, and you did too. Because she knew to have one. She was prepared for that place. Now that, I don't know. We haven't seen that person yet. But here's what's going to happen. When that person gets in a dark place, there's going to be a light. I believe one day she's going to open up her pocketbook and there's going to be a big bright light shining. It's going to be called an invite card. And she's going to see it and she's going to come here. And this is what she's going to hear when she gets here. Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for you. He took the penalty of your sin and your death and the darkness that you have in your life. He took that on the cross and died for you so that you can have life. And you can be a light now to someone else. That's what God's called us to do. I asked the hospitality team to get out all the invite cards that we had. And I want to encourage you this week to do this. Next week, I'm going to present the gospel through one of the parables of what Jesus has done for us. And I'm telling you, I need you to help me this week. I need this church to do this, stand behind me more than you ever have before. I want to ask you to take a moment, and I've never done this from the pulpit. I've done it very rarely with our leadership, but I'd like to ask you this week to join me in some way, in some form or fashion, to fast in some way about next week's service. And again, if some of y'all have been here from day one. You've never heard me say it. I want to encourage you, just set something aside. It don't have to be no seven-day fast, no three-day fast. Just let the Lord lead. It may be a one day that you set aside one meal or one, one coffee or one something. Just set it aside. And during that time, I want you to pray for what God wants to do in this church because this is what he's called us to be, a city on a hill, light and brightness to a dark and dying world. This world needs what we have. And it ain't me, it, it, is, it is not even you. It is the spirit of Christ and the, and the gospel of Jesus that we preach from this stage, that we live out every day. They need that. We've ordered 5,000 more. We've got a lot of things coming up uh, through uh, next quarter with um, Goblin Fest, with parades, and we're going to be going through a lot of those invite cards. We ordered 5,000 more that are on their way. But I want you to do this. Whatever's here today, I want you to clean that out. I want you to take that with you, and I want you to do this. I want you to just go and be light and just share. Get them here next week. I want you to pray, and I want you to fast, and I want you to make an effort to get someone here because we're going to present the gospel. I'm going to stand on this stage next week and tell them that Jesus loves them and die for them.
and I do it every week. And if you're here today and that's you, you haven't received that love yet, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity for the light that God's put in us to, for us to share that with you, and you receive that and now become that. And what was once darkness for you in a place called eternity and hell, because now has to be like this, now washed away, cleansed, because the light of Christ that can shine bright in your heart and life. Why don't you stand with me, please, if you would. I want you to bow your heads for prayer. God, we thank you today for the word of God. We thank you that you are light and you've called us to be light. And God, the only way we can do that is stay connected to the source, stay connected to you, stay, stay in relationship with you, not try to step out on our own, God. But we're in a place right now, we're in a dark time. There's people that say this is the darkest world they've ever seen. Lord, this is the opportunity for the church to bear, be bright. This is the opportunity for the church to shine and shine the light of Jesus. And God, I pray right now that you'll speak to each heart. You'll speak to each life in this room today, God. And Lord, if they're here today, if they're in this room today and they don't have the light of Christ in their heart, they're not in relationship with God today, I pray that you'll just speak directly to them. Lord, I pray they'll see our heart, Lord, and they'll realize how dark we've been and how dark we are without you. Lord, we're not pointing fingers or casting stones, but Lord, we're today is just shining light in dark places. And God, I pray today you illuminate your glory. You illuminate your grace into the hearts of those who may need it now. In the name of Jesus. Just as your heads about eyes are closed. If that's you today, you're in this room today.